course, in some sort of a grand extension. Ruthless aggression. Allow me to introduce you to the new general manager of Raw, Eric Bischoff. Who in the green hell are you? I lie, I cheat, I steal. And at WrestleMania, I just hear myself say three minutes. What is going on, everyone? Welcome to Dits versus Josh. I am Josh. Dits. Uh, last week we did backlash. Now we're back to normal, I guess. Normal? Well, I don't. Was backlash not normal? Uh, well, this this will never be normal, regardless. Let's be <laughs> honest. <laughs> Where, where, that's true. <laughs> um, but yeah, so yeah, last week uh, we did uh, we did the backlash review, which we were you know kind of friends. You could say we were. Hey, we were I'm not, always going to be. There was friends. no conflict. I, I maybe 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 I need to change up my approach here. Maybe attacking isn't the way to go for me because it's clearly not working. <laughs> so maybe I'm going to be a little less hostile. Hmm. Hmm. Maybe. No, I'm not giving out uh, first anything. episode back properly in terms of yeah. the competition side of it, the versus side of it. So you never know; you could pull one back today. Who knows? It is, knows? you know, it's three nil. I'll just keep throwing that one in there. Three nil at the moment. If you want to make that four nil, of course, you know that's also a possibility. <clears throat> attack, attack, attack! All you want. Congratulations <laughs> on your victories. <laughs> hey, I've got, I've got to lap these up while I can because who knows? SmackDown was pretty. Uh, Pretty interesting this week. Mm. So we had backlash last week, and for anyone that didn't go and uh, listen to that, go and stop this, pause this, go and listen to that because uh, it was an interesting show. Uh, and and, and yeah, and if you uh, if you haven't listened to it or refuse to listen to it, I would say I would hunt you down, but social distancing says that I can't do such a thing. So mm. and that's I'm not a dick. Bit so I'm gonna so. yeah. Um, so we do have, we did have backlash last week. So we we're on the fallout from backlash. Um, mm, post pay per view shows are usually, well, usually they're really good, usually. <laughs> but for, by the sounds of it, obviously I haven't watched SmackDown, you haven't watched Raw. But by the way we've both described it to each other, that wasn't necessarily the case. Mm, I mean, I saw one clip from Raw because obviously I SmackDown airs after Raw, so. We're gonna get recaps of yeah. some descriptions. Recap I saw was actually okay. It was decent. I, I, I can assume you can guess what that recap is because it involves a SmackDown superstar. But obviously, you will get into that in more detail. Yes. Um, that seemed to be a decent spot. And of course, and- as I always do, I always Snapchat you my favorite moment of the night, um, <laughs> and it always happens to be involving the women's division, aka the Molly Holly division. So. Yeah. I, I think from now on you're gonna get a uh, for fuck's sake response every single time That's you send fine that to me. By me. As I per don't today, care. I'm not going to stop. <laughs> block me, block me. I don't you, until you block me, it ain't going away. I mean, what a, just a. Mm. She was even at backlash. I mean, everybody. I just I'll talk about Molly Holly for hours on end, um, which I probably will for this entire raw review. To be completely honest, um, because she was the star of the show. Um, so I guess we should probably get into Raw. Hmm? 
Oh, yeah, go on then. All right, so it was April 22nd, 2002 in St. Louis, Missouri, Raw, the night after Backlash. So I'm fresh off of the the Backlash-ness. Um, we get graphics for the show. The new Undisputed Champion, Hulk Hogan, will be here because at this stage, the Undisputed title was on... Ev- like, they could appear everywhere. Um, so Triple H was, so he was able to be on Raw and SmackDown. Hogan is now, so he can appear on Raw and SmackDown. But they're officially listed as their brand superstars, aren't they? So Hogan is technically a SmackDown superstar, isn't he? Unfortunately, yes. Yes. So, um, Hogan's but you get to be... share in the misery of Hogan yay, for a little bit. So, yay! <laughs> so Hogan's going to be here later to spit his nonsense. But um, first things first, Raw kicks off with a match. We get a match Ooh. first things first, and it's Brock Lesnar who just decimated Jeff Hardy at Backlash the previous night. He's going to take on Matt Hardy. Matt Hardy's back. No leader because Lita has broken her neck because of the uh, TV thing. When she so this is when Lita goes away. Huh? Remember when Lita broke she, her neck? Wait, when she did that suicide dive? No, that wasn't when she broke her neck. She broke her no. neck. No, she broke her neck in a um when she was filming that TV show Dark Angel. Oh yeah, yes, 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 yes. Mm-hmm. But she was on backlash the night before. Um, so apparently it happened because where they were filming was where she so she flown out. In the morning, so she was going to miss a couple of roars. I didn't know this because she was just in an interview and it just happened to line up with this timeline. But she broke her neck that day and was just getting medical evaluation. So she, yeah. Ah, uh, okay. So Lita isn't here. They just said they she had a medical emergency. So I'm assuming. <laughs> yeah, break, that was. Uh, breaking your neck, I think, falls under that. Yes. Yeah. So so Matt's <laughs> here alone. No Jeff either because I mean Jeff got taken apart. Back. He's pretty much dead. So, um, Brock Lesnar comes out first. Heyman by his side, of course. Matt Hardy. Does he still have his generic theme? He does. He does still have his generic theme. But he's He's over his old batshit, by the way. He he got a big, quite a big pop. Um, people really caught on to Lesnar fast, I will admit. Um, but yeah, Matt Hardy's music hits. He comes from the crowd and attacks Lesnar. Matt Hardy gets like a lot of offense in like really early. Like, Matt's hitting, like, leg drops from the top rope and the second rope and um, doing all this crazy shit. Then the then it turns sour for Matt. He goes for a twist of fate, and it doesn't hit. He gets reversed into an F5, and Lesnar goes rampant, power bombs, more F5s, and the referee stops the match. Similar to, like, how Jeff... It happened to Jeff. Um, mm-hmm. And then they're off for the day. The match only went for, like, maybe three or four minutes. But it was fun. I don't think time is necessarily everything. You can still have a lot of fun within three or four minutes. I personally I think that's the gist of this era because I've noticed that with, well, even before when we were doing the show last year um, and then watching SmackDown this week, like all the matches apart from main event and maybe the opener, they're all about three or four minutes, every single one yeah. of them. And they're not bad. And it's not, that, it's not a bad not, thing. Not yeah, exactly. Great. It's not a bad thing. No, it's not a bad thing. I don't think necessarily. Sometimes it's just better. If this was a 10-minute just beatdown, I'd be bored. But it's four minutes, five minutes, and it's fine. Um, obviously, Brock won, and that was that. I personally, um, I'm not going to speak too far in the future because I like to kind of keep this show rolling as it was airing kind of deal. But I'm pretty sure this is maybe towards the end of Brock versus the Hardys. Ew, I'm trying to think if they do anything at Judgment Day. I don't know. Judgment Day is the next pay per view. I think. 
I think it was like, they said it was like three or four weeks away, which seems about right. Um, but Judgment Day is a great name for a pay-per-view, by the way. Yeah, I miss Judgment Day. Mm, a lot of the pay-per-view names. Now we get TLC. <laughs> um, so Green we, balls of fire. <laughs> hey, I liked that one. <laughs> um, so we go backstage, of course, Ric Flair's here. Now, Flair was the official in the match between, um, what's his face? Stone Cold, yeah, him, and The Undertaker. <laughs> Taker went over. There was the, the rope thingo. Um, it was that. Um, so, yeah. like, the crew is kind of like, Flair's walking in and there's, like, crew members. And they go to, like, he goes to shake their hands. And they're like, no, you screwed over Austin. Um, he insists to all the crew that, like, basically he didn't screw over Austin. It was an honest mistake. I'll explain later, but your theory on him seeing it is wrong. Oh, so, so it's just a it is just a genuine cock up. It, you know how you said in the backlash review, you're like it looked <clears throat> as if you could see. Yeah, I'll explain later with the promo he does, but you're wrong. You're wrong. But Taker's yeah. there, and he thanks Ric Flair because he did the right thing. <laughs> he said. Um, and Undertaker basically says, Flair, I owe you one. And then the segment mm. ends. Um, because Taker comes out to the ring because he says in the backstage promo, basically, Flair, I'm going to go and publicly say thank you to the world. So Taker comes out. He's complimenting. <coughs> he, he comes out. By the way, place goes ballistic when Roland hits too. Like I love the fact that they, they have the rights to that song still. Mm-hmm. I'm glad it's. I know that. I, I, I when that dropped at Backlash, I was like, "Thank God for that." Mm-hmm. It's a great theme. So um, he has a promo. He's thanking Ric Flair. The f- fans are basically just chanting for Austin. This entire <clears throat> promo, they're just chanting Austin, Austin. I thought they were saying asshole, and I was like, "Why are they calling him an asshole? He's not really doing anything <laughs> asshole like, kind of." But they were chanting Austin. Um, so he basically says, "Judgment Day, Hulk Hogan, I'm going to end you." We're all praying. Um, so that's basically, he's going to, he says he's going to be the, Taker says at Judgment Day, he will be judge, jury, and executor, executor of Hulkamania. That's, that's, I wrote that. I typed that out in my notes because I was like, that is a weird line. But <laughs> the, the best thing about this segment is obviously the <coughs> fact that Triple H comes in and Triple H is a SmackDown superstar. Now, obviously, a, um, backlash stuff happened with um, Triple H and Taker. So Triple H comes in and he just wants to tear apart The Undertaker. I mean, he's going through, like, they're chucking each other through, like, over the announce tables. There's also referees. Triple H is punching everybody. It's just a big, huge brawl. He smashes his face with a TV monitor. He's bleeding. Like, it's just a big thing. And they go to the backstage. And um, basically, we get to a car. And Taker's set up, like, seated position against the car. And Triple H has got the sledgehammer. He's going to smack him in the face. But security... <clears throat> takes him, and then the police come in and arrest Triple H. So he's arrested because obviously he's not meant to be there and he just tried to shoot, kill the Undertaker. So That's the recap that we got on SmackDown. Yeah, that was like the Mm -hmm. main segment here on Raw was that um, because, I don't know. At that point, I know the draft had only just happened, what, a month prior, but that wasn't allowed to happen. Like, you weren't just allowed to show up at the other show, which I yeah, kind of no like. there's no wild card tri- rule. No, thank God that's <laughs> dead and gone. Um, 
but yeah, they, they take him away. They come back from a break he, and they said during the break, he got arrested and taken to a police station. So there's that. That was like the cool segment of the night. That was a really cool brawl. Obviously, when you put Taker and Triple H in there, <clears throat> I mean, it's not going to go bad. You can see where that kind of escalated to years prior, but um, it was a good segment and it was just fast paced and all of that. So um, throughout all of this show, which I don't know if you got on SmackDown as well, but the announcers just kept hyping the Scorpion King. Oh, <laughs> so many I'm glad times. You, I'm glad you brought it because I was like, do I mention the amount of fucking oh shit they're God. banging the on highest, about? Yeah, it was a lot. The highest box office gross in the month of April ever. That's 36.4 million. <laughs> I know that because they said it twice. Well, so on Raw, they had an at the movie segment and the Scorpion King was revu- reviewed by Booker T and Goldust. And it was great. They had Goldust doing all the thing. And Booker says that if Goldust was in the movie, they'd call it the Scorpion Queen. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that's all I wrote down in that segment. Uh, like, that's the line that I got. But yeah, it was a funny little segment. Um, we go backstage again because that's how this era worked, I noticed. Well, at least Raw, that have backstage segment, backstage segment, backstage segment match. Like, they had a lot of backstage mm-hmm. segments back to back to back. I noticed that a lot. I've noticed that watching Raws and even just pay-per-views and stuff in that era, it's a lot of that. We don't really get that anymore. People complain if we do. Yeah, I mean, it's, I think it's the only reason we go backstage is to get interviews now. And even just, 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 the interviews get, I find these days are non-events, really. Every now and then. Not back but, to back to back, though. We definitely don't get no. it. It's always like that formula of segment, match, backstage, match. Like, we don't really get... It's very rare that we get one after the other, but... And this seems case, to be a lot more interesting back then as well. I think it was just a lot more free-flowing. Yeah. It was more of them being them instead of them... I know scripted is a cliche thing to complain about, but in some instances it works. I don't think... I don't think a completely non-scripted show works. I don't think... I don't think... I don't want it completely free-balling, but... Mm-hmm. Loosen up the chains a little, because it clearly has more of a flow when you do that. Just has yeah. some dot points. That's how I kind of would assume. But um, we go backstage. Ric Flair's, again, walking around being like, oh, I didn't screw over Austin. William Regal's there. He Regal mocks Flair for counting down Austin when his foot was on the rope. Um, and Flair just basically says it was a mistake. He got quite angry at William Regal, which I don't like because I am a really William Regal mark. I love William Preach. Regal. He is so Preach. damn great. I would just say, and I think everyone, this is a very like popular opinion, but he's the, he's the best person to never be WWE champion. If that makes any sense. I, I would, I would agree with that statement, actually. Yeah. I'm I not just, biased because he's British. Oh yeah. Oh duh. I was like, oh wait, yeah, of course you're from the same homeland. <laughs> but um, he's, mm, mm, he's just perfect. And speaking of perfect, Mr. Perfect is in a match here on Raw. Oh Ooh. my. Mr. Perfect takes on Rob Van Dam. Eddie Guerrero is on commentary. Now, of course, Eddie won the Intercontinental Championship from RVD at Backlash in a fantastic match. Raw's best match, hands down, of the night. Yes, agreed. Um, this match is okay. Mr. Perfect was just, it's its weird to say, but Mr. Perfect was just kind of there in this <laughs> era. Like, he'd come back for that little stint he had before he passed away, um, but it wasn't too much... How much longer after this did he pass away? I don't think it was all that uh, long after this. 
to be. Is it like, 2003 that he passed away? I think? Yeah, and this was 2002. So yeah. was he wrestling right up into the time he passed away? I know he, he went away and then come back, but I'm not exactly uh, sure. Well, you keep talking and I will find out the answer to okay. that question. So um, RVD won this match with a five-star. It wasn't like a fantastic match, but it was okay. Like it did, it did what it needed to do. Both got a, a lot of stuff in. Um, I think it went for about five or six minutes. Again, nothing crazy. Um, we had this. Uh, did we have this argument? Well, not argument, but did, did we have this conversation on backlash of who has the better frog splash? And we both thought Eddie. We, yes, we, we both did. agreed that RVD got higher, but Eddie did it more like textbook. I think yeah. that's where we went. Um, well, this this frog splash that RVD did on this roar against Mister Perfect was like. I hate to be that pun guy, but it was five stars. It was fucking great. <laughs> like, it was a great frog splash. And I was like, ooh, do I take that back? Because that frog splash is nice. And he got a lot of distance on it. Um, but mm, Eddie attacked RVD after the match, and um, RVD reversed it, and Eddie went off running. Standard heel, babyface shit. And they're continuing their little stuff i guess i'm happy with that if we get a little repeat of uh yeah not mad backlash not mad uh mr perfect by the way Hmm? passed away february 2003 okay so this is about a year after give or take so he was he was in um he left wwe in 2002 so probably not much longer you'll see him on your screen uh independence then tna um then then one month later passed away oh mr perfect was Perfect in his prime. If you go back and watch Mr. Perfect matches, he's very good. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he's obviously before both of our era, really. He's he's that era just before us. We started to watch wrestling. But if you go back and watch anyone listening to this, go back and watch that. His stuff is, is pretty damn good. Um, yeah, don't let 2002, Mm-mm. like, kind Not of... Not that he was bad. He was just... Not as good as he was. He was older mm-hmm. and yeah. Um, but yeah, so that happened. Now, let's get into this Divas tag match, hey? Oh, I, hate yeah. saying, I hate saying the word Divas. It sounds so like weird <clears throat> now, but they were Divas at that time. So we have Trish Stratus and Jacqueline taking on Molly Holly and Jazz. Now, Jazz... Where, where the hell does Jacqueline come from? I don't know, but she got no fucking reaction. Like, no one cared. <laughs> Trish, on the other hand, was probably... I'm not even kidding. I'm not just hyping this up because it's the, the ladies and I love them so much. Trish got, like, one of the biggest pops of the night. Like, she was over. It was I think she huge. got a similar reaction at Backlash, didn't yeah, she? she? It was did. pretty... Yeah, she did. Um, But, yeah, she's with Jackie. Uh, That's probably the last time I mentioned Jackie in this bit, just because she didn't do, <laughs> do a lot. Um, but Jazz, of course, beat Trish Stratus thanks to kind of well, not thanks. Well, I guess thanks to Molly Holly at at Backlash. Jazz um, made Trish <laughs> tap, didn't she? Uh, STF or yeah. whatever oh, she yeah. calls it. You you pointed out that she did it really well. That's yeah. Right. So, actually, actually applied the hold. Yeah, she actually made it look believable. Um, but yeah, <laughs> Jazz and Molly, a lot of heat for those two, especially whenever they're beating up Trish. When they're beating up Jackie, there's no real. No real care, but this only this match went for about three minutes. Big shock, um, but the ending, oh boy! So, of course, Trish makes the big hot tag. Crowd's going mental. Blah blah blah. Elbows, elbows. You know the standard Trish Stratus stuff: forearms, clotheslines, a spine buster's usually in there. Stratosphere, 
you know, getting ready to do the, the Stratus faction and then um, gets knocked down by Jazz. And then Jazz tags out to Molly. Jacqueline tags in. Um, Trish then chases Jazz around the ring. Jazz sidesteps her, throws her into the steps, grabs the women's championship belt, gets up on the apron. Jackie backs back, clocks her in the head with a, with a, while the ref's being distracted by Molly, clocks her in the back of the head. And then Molly Holly goes over with a clothesline. <laughs> like a standard clothesline. <laughs> a big win. Molly gets the win. I go crazy. I screamed, fuck yeah. And it was like midnight last night. I didn't give a fuck. <laughs> Molly Holly goes over with a clothesline. Not a clothesline from hell. Just a regular clothesline after a little clock to the back of the head of Jackie. Um, by the way, Trish got destroyed on those steps. Like Jazz put some elevation in that. Like she <laughs> threw her. And I was like, ooch. Um, but yeah, Molly wins. And then they go to attack Trish after the match. Not Jackie. Jackie's just laying there. They attack Trish, and then Trish fights them both off because she's a baby face. Makes sense, I guess. Wow. Clothesline. Yeah. A clothesline. Th- I mean, how, to be that's fair. That's how powerful Mo- Molly Holly is. I, I mean, when we look back at the old episodes of uh, Dits versus Josh, Maven, I believe, in one of those first three, one with a crossbody. Yeah, I mean, times have changed. So, yeah. <laughs> but Molly won, so that's all that matters. Molly Holly with her first of what I would assume is many victories here on these <laughs> episodes of Raw. Well, as much as maybe I could just rewrite history and say she wins every match. She's in every segment, wins every match. <laughs> 10 out of 10 Raws. <laughs> but yeah, she won with a clothesline. Trish beats him up. And uh, we go backstage again to more Ric Flair. Oh. This time Can't he's with Arn Anderson. Because they're friends. War Horsemen and all that, all that uh, stuff. Um, Flair's basically complaining because people are disrespecting him, saying he screwed over Austin. He still claims that he made a legitimate mistake. And Arn suggests Rick go out to the ring and tell everybody the truth. So that's what Rick Flair is going to do right now. Flair comes out, big Rick Flair pop, going crazy. He he admits, and in his words, he did a lousy job officiating Taker and Austin at Backlash. Um, True they story. Show, they show clips. Now, this is where I was like, Dits is wrong. You you claimed that he looked right at his foot and then started the count. So, a little camera angle change. And actually, Flair can't see shit because Taker's back is like in front of Flair. So, he looks at Taker as if like, have you got a cover? And I'm going to count one, two, three. He cannot see his foot on the rope. Ooh. But someone isn't very happy with that. Steve Austin comes out, um, and he's he's he ain't he ain't happy. You know that Steve Austin walk when he's pissed the fuck off, and he's yes. just ready to rampage through everybody. That is the walk. Um, other than Trish, this is obviously the biggest reaction of the night because it's Stone Cold, and no matter what, I think it doesn't really matter where he puts Stone Cold. He's going to be he's going to get the biggest reaction of the night. Is he the greatest of all time, in your opinion? There, I... As a, When you think in-ring, no. But as a whole package kind of deal... Like as a star, like, yeah. Yeah, like the argument is that, like, if we're, if we're talking about Rushmore's, like, he's the... Well, it's, he's it's it. an equal footing between 
him and The Rock for me. Like, they'll always be the first two, like, dead certs on that Rushmore. My Rushmore is always Austin, Rock, Hogan, and Cena. Oh. That's my Rushmore. I don't necessarily agree with it, but I just think in terms of, like, star appeal to the masses, I don't think there's probably four people people know better from wrestling than them four. Yeah. I would reveal mine, but I'm going to drop it. Here's a, here's a free plug. I'm going to be dropping a, a YouTube video this week um, of my Mount Rushmore wrestlers. So oh, don't go. tell Mags. Oh, my God. Mags is going to come for your neck. <laughs> You're like, stealing my fucking brand. Fuck Mags. There we go. There we go, Mags. <laughs> Fuck you. Steal his brand. Make it better. <laughs> <laughs> like um, only Dits can. Yeah, exactly. Mm. So, uh, anyway... Back to this, Austin says that Flair is full of crap. Um, he pretty much tells him that he's pissed off. Um, so uh, Ric Flair makes a match because he wants Austin to get out his frustration on the NWO. So tonight it'll be the NWO. All three members, because Kevin Nash is back, by the way. Oh, oh yeah. Kevin Nash is back. It's going to be him teaming up with Bradshaw. I, where have i seen this card before somewhere very very recently and i don't know i honestly got i don't know why this is just flagged in my head but that match cards like the raw graphic it was austin bradshaw and then the nwo i've seen that recently and somebody was talking about it which means you could potentially about to tell me something that interesting that happened in this match bitch judging by your Brad, face i'm gonna say no bradshaw <laughs> Like, fuck off. You know how much I hate Bradshaw. Like, it's like this show is like peaking with Molly Holly and then the absolute bottom of the barrel with Bradshaw. And it's like, what the <laughs> fuck is this? It's the ultimate emotional roller coaster that I'm just like, ugh. Um, but Austin's pretty pissed, as you fucking would be having a team with Bradshaw. So <laughs> Flair just storms off. He's like, yeah, pipe bomb that bitch, basically. Like, you have to team with Bradshaw. Joke's on you, you little bitch. Um, so that's the main event tonight. We're going to have that. So, yay. Um, we now get a, we now get a big, we get a big tag team match. Booker T and Goldust. Were they called Book Dust? Was that their team name? This was before they were like a team, but was Book Dust their actual team name? Or is that just something <sighs> we all made up? I don't, I think that was like, I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it was unofficial, but either way, they're the best fucking team that has ever existed in wrestling. (laughs) They're fucking amazing. Okay. And we know how Ditch feels about this segment. So they're going to be taking on the Dudleys, but not the Dudleys as we know them. The Dudleys as in Bubba Ray and Spike. Who is the European champion and the hardcore champion? Oh yeah, of course, because we have Devon. We got the Spike, Spike's the European champion and Bubba's the hardcore champion, if anyone's forgot, because... None of these people were on Backlash. And we haven't talked about it for since July last year. Exactly. So um, <laughs> they're the champs. They're taking on Goldust and Booker T. There's not a lot in this match, but um, there's a big dive uh, to get the match started, basically. Booker and Goldust are kind of like, they're in that stage of like that team where they're kind of still arguing, where they're like, I don't know, think I want to be friends. Basically, Booker doesn't want to be friends with a freak. Basically, that was the... <laughs> That was the story. So they're arguing on the outside and then Spike does like a suicide dive to get the, you know, woo. Um, there's a lot of like beat down on Spike because it's Spike. Um, we get to a point though where Bubba pushes Spike and says, get the tables. But 
before he can get the tables because he's so slow and he's so little, you know, <laughs> so little he can't, and his little legs can't move, I guess. Um, Booker takes advantage, attacks Spike. Booker sp- hits the most ugly scissors kick I've ever seen him do on Spike to get the win. Um, and they kind of run off because Stevie Richards comes out and attacks Bubba because now we have a hardcore championship match because it's 24-7 rules. Um, and mm. basically Stevie Richards hits one move and then gets put through a table and that's that. And the hardcore championship retained by Bubba Ray Dudley. Oh. Oh, mm-hmm. you get two, two for the price of one there. Yeah, it was a complete nut. And Stevie there. Richards. It, yay um i the only time i really ever liked stevie richards is when he was in the right to censor so steven yes. richards and when he was with victoria because that was a good time oh uh, yeah yeah they were I like they were, they were like a couple good, yeah. weren't they were they a couple something like that yeah i don't know if they're in so. love or just i think they were they were just both crazy i think hmm. well i guess we'll find out later in the year um so Speaking of a cluster, we have this segment with three men that I don't think we would ever see in a segment ever. Sean Stasiak. There he is. Tommy Dreamer. Oh, yes. And William Regal. Oh, give it to me. Okay, so um, Sean Stasiak hypes Planet Stasiak in a... This is Jim Ross's words. He's using a hyper voice. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> hyper voice. A hyper voice. Anyway, Tommy Dreamer enters. Is it enters... high-pitched? No. No, it wasn't high-pitched. It was just kind of like Sean Stasiak. Everyone, picture your favorite Sean Stasiak promo, and then that's basically this one. Yikes. <laughs> um, Tommy Dreamer enters and asks if Sean is all right. Um, he rambles. He didn't really answer the question. He just kind of rambles. Um, Regal comes in. And basically tells Stasiak that he's crazy and he needs to talk some sense. Um, and then Sh- Sh- Sean Stasiak ends with the line to Regal. It says, Regal, you will explore planet Stasiak tonight. Yuck. <laughs> I don't even know. Um, as long as it's not Uranus, Jesus. Uh, we can only hope. Um, so that was a tape no, segment. No, we that, can't. Was like a, that was like a earlier in the day, you know, those earlier in the day segments, you know, those, uh, yeah, yeah. So we go straight into the match between <clears throat> William Regal and Sean Stasiak. I have no fucking idea why Tommy dreamer was in that segment, by the way, it has <laughs> nothing, nothing to do with this match. Literally nothing. Um, because William Regal's already in the ring. He doesn't get an entrance. I guess fuck Regal in this case. Um, Sean Stasiak gets an entrance runs in with like, I mean, in that hyper fucking way, he runs in and gets bam, punched right with the brass knucks before the match, but the referee sees it, but still rings the bell and then Regal wins. <laughs> like I'm talking like straight up vision. Like he just watched it happen. <laughs> I don't think referees gave much of a shit back in these days. No, um, <coughs> I guess, I guess not. I don't just out of curiosity. Hmm? What, um, what is Sean Stasiak's theme music like? Because I can imagine it's very it goes, bad. It goes like, it has like a weird intro. I, it's really hard to like get that noise out of me, mm-hmm. but it's very hyper, <laughs> obviously. Mm-hmm. It was, yeah. I was just glad to see him get his head knocked off, to be completely honest. Um, but, of course, we go backstage to Ric Flair. Because why wouldn't we? 
He's with Arn Anderson <laughs> again and WWF officials because they rushed to a scene which made me nearly climax. Bradshaw oh. has been destroyed. He's unconscious thanks to the NWO. Woo! Bradshaw's knocked <laughs> it, the fuck out. Is he spray painted? No. He's just oh, on his on. face and I'm like, stay the fuck there. Stay in St. Louis. We don't care. Social fucking distance away from him. That would be my, <laughs> everyone just social distance away from Bradshaw. Um, but yeah, so basically it's implied that the NWO did it um, because Flair goes to find the NWO and he says, why'd you beat up Bradshaw? And they were like, oh, we didn't do it. You know, you know, the cocky heel thing. Um, mm-hmm. So um, Flair's like, I'm going to find a partner for, to replace Bradshaw and be with Austin here tonight. Um, the toilet flushes and out comes Kevin Nash. And he's like, what did I miss? Um, Flair runs back into the room and says, I found a part. I know exactly who this partner is going to be. He didn't even go and look. I mean, he just exited the room and comes straight the fuck back in. It was a really <laughs> weird segment. Anyway, he says that tonight Austin will team with the big show. <sighs> mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I know where this is going. Yeah, everyone fucking does. And I, as soon as that happened, I'm like, here we go. Um, so, but I'm not going to complain because it ain't Bradshaw. So <laughs> give me 40 big shows. Um, oh, that was weird to say. I don't know if I want 40 <laughs> of them, but nearly worth. But speaking of pieces of shit, Hulk Hogan is here next with the Undisputed Championship. He's going crazy. The crowd's going running wild, if you will. Um, And he's talking about all the Hulkamaniacs and how they did it. And he was reborn at Backlash. And the power of the Hulkamaniacs will get him through. And he ends with, Undertaker, what you going to do when Hulkamania runs wild on you? Fantastic. goes nuts. And we've got a showdown set for Judgment Day. Yay. That's, that is going to be a slog. Fuck You, you thought Triple H Hogan was bad. Jesus. Or, or hell, even Austin Taker. This is going to... And it's going to be long. This is going to surpass. We know it's going to be fucking 20 minutes plus, and it's just going to be not fun. But Hogan... <sighs> yep. Mm-hmm. So, but we're not done with Raw yet. We've got a main event segment. Here we go. Main event time. It is the NWO's Scott Hall and X-Puck taking on Big Show and Steve Austin. This match is fairly long, as most main events are. It's, I mean, you're not going to get any 450s in this match. It's a lot of, you know, it's a slugfest. Whatever. <laughs> um, we get to a point where Austin hits Scott Hall with a stunner. Um, I thought you were going to say he hits him with a 450. I was like, yeah. Oh, yeah. He hit him with a 450 spinning <laughs> stunner. Um, and then he does a front roll to go for the tag. But, of course, he tags in Big Show. Big Show turns around and choke slams Steve Austin. Big Show has joined the NWO. A Big Show Whoa. turn even in 2002. We can't escape them. He was already on number seven at this point, I believe. Probably. The NWO celebrated to end the show, and now Big Show is with the NWO. It's exciting times. Yeah, I was thrilled. That, that 450 stunner was just, I mean, it was <laughs> You should have seen it. Austin just landed right on his feet. Um, <laughs> Can you imagine him actually doing a 450? I'm picturing it, and it's quite 
funny. For some reason, <laughs> in my mind, he's drinking beer as he's doing it, but whatever. Um, we've got big show in the NWO. I'm thrilled. I'm so happy. Um, it was a it was a bit of a drag this raw. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't sound. The Triple Great. H stuff was really good. That was really good. And obviously yeah. Holly Holly and Bradshaw getting knocked unconscious. I'm here for. <clears throat> um, so I'm not going to, by the way, we're not, I'm not going to do grades anymore because I just find it kind of like whatever. So I'm just going to give you my opinion on the show. It kind of <laughs> low key was a bit stinky, but what are you going to do? <laughs> I'm being honest yeah, here, guys. Honesty is appreciated. It's I mean, not about usually what show I feel... is better, everybody. It's just about what you think, who sold it better, I guess, in the sense of, like, honesty. That's how I'm approaching this anyway. Oh, uh, yeah, you're going to play, play the honesty is the best policy I'm trying cards. to turn chicken shit into chicken salad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, usually I would be pretty confident having just heard all that, but I'm not. <laughs> not at all. SmackDown was also a drag, which you'll soon find out. But there were some good moments. I mean, so, I'm ready for it. I'm ready for you're it. You're ready now, for it. Now, I'd like you to tell me where exactly this was because we tried to figure out how the fuck to say this American <laughs> town, but we're not American and we're like, where is this? So I can tell you that it's in Illinois. Um, but as Kurt Angle would later describe in, uh, in a promo on the show, um, it sounds like some kind of urine infection. Uh, it's, it's, uh, I, I could literally spend about 10 minutes trying to say what it is. I haven't wrote it down. So it's like Pueso, Puaso, something like that. It sounds, it sounds like Mexican, but it's in, Illinois, it's in Illinois. It's weird. Awesome. Somewhere but in that, Illinois. I'm guessing I don't think, Chicago. I, yeah, I, I don't think WWE have ever gone back to this place. Nice. Because I've never, I've never heard of it before. Well, interesting. So there is that. There <laughs> is that. And they're about to be treated to like the best SmackDown episode ever. So lucky them. Because... Oh, because we don't open with a match. We go one better. We open with Hulk Hogan. Oh, he like basically fucking main evented Raw. So let's open SmackDown with it. Um, so standard stuff. We pretend that he never even came out on Raw. So this is kind of like his second coronation as undisputed champion. Um, basically saying uh, basically saying the same fucking thing that he said on Raw. You know, like this is the rebirth of Hulkamania. He did all the shite that we don't enjoy. Um, but he added a bit of a bit of an extra layer to this whole thing, um, questioning uh, whether he actually would have beaten Triple H had Taker not gone involved and therefore offers Triple H a rematch at the Undisputed title that evening just to prove that he could beat him without any outside interference. So, I can't wait. I can't oh, mate, I mean, I mean uh, Triple H then so comes good. out. It, it was amazing. Mm. Five-star classic. Oh. Six stars, even. Uh, so Triple H comes out, uh, labels himself the best in the business. How do you feel about that, Josh? In 2002? Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be opposed to it. He was probably one of, wasn't he, at that point? Yeah, I, maybe not at that yeah. point. No. Maybe at that point. I mean, I'd say he was. I guess he was probably about peak was Triple that H. Peak Triple was H was that peak? I mean, I mean, I'd, you get. See, after this lot, when he moves to Raw, you kind of get backstage politics. Triple H, 
Whereas at this point, I still think he's kind of his own thing. So I, I guess there's an argument. I put a question there because I wanted to ask you what you thought. Um, he bangs on. <laughs> it's, so, it's such a random fucking promo. This like he, he, he started banging on about how he was man enough to shake Hulk Hogan's hand um, and show him some respect at Backlash. Um, and then was just like, well, if <laughs> if I beat you tonight on SmackDown, will you be man enough to shake my hand? I'll tell you what, in the current climate, there will be no fucking shaking of hands on my show. Um, but it was bizarre. Absolutely bizarre. And Vince came out to break this oh, whole fuck handshaking shindig up. Um, cue um, the rock-generated asshole chants, which he started uh, a couple of weeks back in terms of where we are on TV. Um, he says that he makes the matches around here, which is true. Fuck you, Hogan. You ain't making any matches. Um, and then he does the classic... <laughs> I, I, it pops me every time. Like every time the crowd is chanting asshole, he turns to me and goes, Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> uh, I love it. Um, and then he asks the fans, "Do you, he, he was like, I have the fans' best interests at heart. Do you want to see this match? And of course the crowd are going, Woo! Why would they have to see Backlash? But they do anyway. It was probably canned. You know, it's not, uh, it's taped. Oh, um, yes. I have a lot. Um, and then, so. yeah. And then after big cheers, Vince says there will be no match. Oh, Triple H doesn't dear. deserve it. He doesn't deserve it because wait, he's wait, a criminal. Wait, 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 wait. Let's hold up for a minute. Let's take a step back here. Wasn't Triple H in jail? <laughs> well, this is the thing. Like we, we ha- I can't remember when we had the raw. I don't know if we had the raw recap before this or just after it because I was unaware Triple when, it, when Vince was, Triple H was arrested on raw. Let's just put that out there. It's only a few days prior, and he just didn't mention that he was like, "I just come in from fucking jail." <laughs> I'm to, I'm on bail. Cool. Yeah, uh, so, yeah Vince labels him as a criminal, so I guess there's some kind okay. of story story continuity there, um, and therefore he doesn't um, deserve a rematch. And also, he said you you also don't deserve it because you didn't give Chris Jericho a rematch after WrestleMania 18. Bitch, I agree. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, so in with that said, he sets up a title match for next week mm. with the winner of tonight's match between Triple H and Y2J facing Hulk Hogan for the Undisputed Championship. Oh, man. Their, their instant classic, they had at fucking WrestleMania 18. What a match. <laughs> um, and I was actually getting ready to... Because um, I, I rated my segments this week. So I'll, I will call out my ratings, but over the last week that I do so. Um, but I was ready to actually start, you know, kind of, attaching something to this and then i looked up from my phone to see vince mocking triple h's fucking water entrance <laughs> and i was like what is going on and i i imagine that his face that he made was his cum face it was it was a bizarre it was a bizarre sight and if i can still that image um <laughs> as we're promoting this episode throughout the week i will because it's not the first vince cum face you will see this evening and you won't be surprised to hear that because it's Vince McMahon's creepy Vince. He's back. Um, I gave this whole thing seven out of ten purely because of that. Just because of the fact that I looked up and Vince is fucking spitting out water and doing the fucking arm, fucking hulking up shit. It was, it was, it was fantastic. Um, and then we nosedive into a horrific segment backstage. <laughs> oh no! Um, so we've got Billy and Chuck. Oh. Uh, and greeted to um, Chuck massaging Billy. Oh. 
and uh, applying tan, um, to which Nico well. says, you are not doing that properly, and takes over. So um, oh. Billy's getting massaged by two men backstage. Um, Tajiri comes in. Oh, my and God. Wait, is Tajiri with Tori? He is. And oh, Tori is, is still like in full gear. This is SmackDown. This is my favorite two. This is the segment <laughs> of my wet dreams. It's a merge. It's a merging. Um, Billy is incredibly racist oh, in no. this segment. Oh, I, no. I mean, I would echo it, but therefore I would feel that I'm being racist doing the impersonation. But you can imagine it was something like, I, I mean, I can't even, I don't even, I don't even want to go down that road, but it was like a Japanese impersonation. Oh boy. Of Tajiri. Yep. Okay. So yep. yeah, you can kind of like, if you can go watch it, it is horrendous and i put it in capitals billy is racist um rico being the fashion expert that he is bashes tori's outfit which i think is uh i think it's a decent outfit is she in full like get up or is she just oh yeah full get up yeah yeah she's in that she's in that komodo she's rocking the komodo um so he attempts to um improve it by putting a uh you know like the the red headband things that billy and yeah, chuck yeah. wear he's gonna give tory one oh, um but tory nice wasn't a fan of that because oh. he was she was he was mocking her so he went to slap him um and then tajiri stopped um tory took the headband on put it on his head it was something in japanese um probably something offensive knowing the segment um and that was essentially it a very they put all of my pro- favorite people in one segment and they had to just go the racist route didn't they yeah, they kind of yeah they went the uh, the gay route with Billy and Chuck, which is offensive in its own right because it wasn't handled very well back then in two thousand and two. Oh, no, let's no, be honest, no, um, and then racism on top of that. Oh, so God. and it gets worse. It gets worse um, because uh, the next segment we have is a match, our first match of the night. We kick off with Al Snow, oh. Maven, oh. and Billy Kidman. Oh man, <laughs> teaming against. Billy, Chuck, and Tajiri with Tori. Now, as Billy and Chuck are coming to the ring, of course, they have a theme song. Josh, hit me. <clears throat> you look so good to me. Ho, ho. <laughs> Every week. Mm. Every week. Um, so, <laughs> uh, the match was... Shit. It was, it was it, shit, it, wasn't it? It, it was... Yeah, it wasn't great. Uh, there was an early fame asser... Um, I don't know if it was a famouser or a famouser at that point. I mean, but judging by the previous segment of racism, remember when we get Billy's ass out in homophobia in uh, No Mercy, <coughs> the video game, and he could pull his pants down, do the taunt, and he would show his butt. Do you remember that? <laughs> I do remember was that. Was it in No Mercy or WrestleMania 2000? Uh, I remember it in No Mercy. I'm yeah, pretty sure, I'm pretty it, was sure in it was that. in No Mercy. What a game! Um, and uh, speaking of seeing his ass. Um, well, we're going to come into that. Here we go. Um, so Rico drags Tori like around the ring, and something happens. I don't know what it was, but it was enough to make Tori slap Rico, which of course um, Tajiri wasn't too happy with that. So he's berating um, Tori in some Japanese. So wait, so this is when um, Tajiri was nasty to Tori. Yes. Okay. He's a I prick. Just had to, yeah, I just had to clarify because I know there's a point. Not that I'm going to talk to as far in the future, but they are friends at some point. Or they a couple at some point? <laughs> I think I don't know if it Or was it already and he's turned I on think her. it was already. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I think. Um and then while all this ruckus is happening on the outside, 
Um, Snow and Maven pull down Billy and Chuck's trunks, revealing bongs. Nice. Hilarious. Funny. Absolutely hilarious. So they they, run off. but, uh, but, But more importantly, were they tanned? Oh, yes, they were tanned. Okay, well, that's all that matters. They did their they, job they, right then. Yes. So they went running up the ramp, obviously would. covering their balls and asses, nice. even though they're wrestling trunks, which is more or less not that far off the same. But there you, you go. You see more uh, in that than you would, but whatever. That's true. Uh, and then Rico um, on the way up is kind of trying to see what's going on. And then he gets the Fong treatment too. Um, awesome. So, yeah hilarious times too and then uh, we go back to the ring of course it's just tajiri and kidman now because everybody else is pulling each of his pants off uh hits a shooting star on tajiri hits that free count and gets then his win back from backlash gets his win back, of course 50 50 and um we go for the the second terrible handling of a you know essentially gay storyline uh snow and maven then put on the trunks of billy and chuck and act offensively gay. Like over their trunks? Yeah. So they put it over their wrestling gear. So they're wearing Billy and Chuck's trunks over their own gear. It's a very strange fucking segment. Um, and I put 2002 WWE in a nutshell. Nice. This is so. when, like, I know the Attitude Era was offensive, but, like, the this era was, like, being offensive just to be offensive. They weren't doing it for, like, a lot of the stuff they did in the Attitude Era was kind of, like, weirdly fit. Like, it was, a, there was offensive things, yes, yeah. but, like, it, it just seems like they were doing stuff to be, like, look what they're doing instead of just doing it. Um, this was a weird era. They were, like, this is such an in-between time like it's just odd yeah there's a i i'm i can guarantee that there's gonna be a lot of this oh yeah as we go through like it's 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 fucking bad yeah. i give that five out of ten you nice. know it's the match was okay but the, you know everything else around it was pfft. oh boy at least you um, see tori and and uh tajiri which i'm here for i'm always happy to see tajiri i do love tajiri we talked about it on backlash we, we, we we're big fans of tajiri um then we go backstage, shocking, um, and Kurt bullies um, a large man backstage. Personally, I didn't think he was that big, but Kurt seems to think he's pretty big. Um, and he says to this guy that he's launching um, a new T-shirt uh, that is going to list all of his accomplishments on the back and then some shite on the front. I can't remember what he said. Um, and then he said there's too many accomplishments to fit on a regular T-shirt, so small, medium, large. Um, so the smallest they do is XXL. Um, and he says, like, this says, this is where you become useful. You can wear this t-shirt and show it off. And he said, he'll give him a triple XL because he thinks that's the one that'll fit him. Who's, is it just a big dude? Who is this person? So this guy was like hanging around a door and then Kurt was walking past and he kind of, he he said to Kurt, like, like like, talent. It was just some random. No, it's just a random guy in in like a red jacket and he turned around and was like can i help you and then the guy kurt was kind of like well you can help me by wearing this t-shirt but you're the perfect size um so he says he'll give him a triple xl shirt um and i've put uh, yeah and i've put here it's not he's not actually that fat and i put is it was offensive but it was funny if it was anybody apart from kurt like i don't think it would have been like good 
but Kurt, like you throw him into any of this, like just this knobhead heel, like he fit, he fits it so so well. Oh, fuck um, me. so I didn't, I didn't mind it. I didn't You've got mind. Got an it. opening it was... four segments that are fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, 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 yeah, it's about to get more weird. Oh no! Because we, um, we remain backstage. No, not no, no! Don't say that word. Don't you dare say <laughs> creepy Vince. To Stacy giving Vince oh, no. head. <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. Massage. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is when, so to put things in perspective, this is when Stacy was his assistant, right? Yes. Yeah. And we had that whole... Yes, um... we had the whole orgasmic <laughs> fucking segment. Yes, I fucking remember. I mean, mm-hmm. Stacy has... I'm being completely and utterly just purely basing on attractiveness, but Stacy does have nice legs. They're very long. And she knows how to use them. And Vince likes those very, very much. Apparently. Which you will also see. I well, wonder well, what which her you can see. skills are like. I wonder if she's a good, you know, you know, t- does his times well with all his appointments. He's a busy man. so. Well, he seems to be enjoying the head massage. Well, so from good. that point of view, you know. That's good. She's doing um, a good job. But we get the debut of Randy Orton. Hey. Hey, I don't nice. remember this segment. Doesn't Stacy like... Hit on him? Yes. Makes um, her like, take so, off his shirt um, or something, doesn't she? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah so um, this he interrupts the head massage, but um, Vince is like, oh, okay, this is Randy Orton, introduces him to Stacey, saying, oh, like his dad, Cowboy Bob Orton, you know, uh, singing his praises, blah, 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 says like he's got a trial match for him tonight and wishes him luck. And then Vince leaves, leaving Stacey and Randy Orton together. Um, Stacey wants... Um, <laughs> but Stacey wants his D... <laughs> Um, <laughs> um, she's eyeing him up and down. She's fucking. She likes what she sees. Um, talks about his hands, saying he's got big hands, and, he's, and she was, you know what they say about guys with big hands. Oh man. Uh, um, and then says, um, I'll critique your body for you. Like she says, I could teach. I I could critique like headlocks and holds and all that kind of stuff, but I want to critique your body. Um, <laughs> and I've put yummy for some reason. I don't know if. <laughs> If that's because she said yummy, or am I just saying yummy? I don't I know. Mean, I don't hello, know Randy Orton, a young Randy Orton, <laughs> yummy. Oh, Dreambo. Dreambo, um, take off that fucking sweatshirt, mister. <laughs> so he, he does. He takes oh. off his top, you know. Um, and she grabs his hand and puts it on her hip. Um, she goes, yeah, just put your hand on my hip. Fifty shades Vince... of grey. <laughs> <laughs> and Vince walks in. Oh, um, Obviously, completely. What's going on here? Uh, and Stacy plays victim, saying that he's 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 all over her and all this shit. Um, so Vince is really pissed off that he's had his hands all over Stacy. So puts him in a match against Hardcore Holly. Oh no. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and then Stacy's kind of like past it. I mean, you saw the picture I I put on the Dits oh, versus I, Josh. I know. Yes. Uh, so this that's essentially where we are right now. She's kind of like on the couch. Like with a head back, I you know, feeling all victimized. This segment for some fucking reason, when Randy Orton took off his his shirt for her, she put her finger in her mouth. Yes. She was like, "Ooh, like ooh, your body," and it was yeah, like, it was, "Okay." It was interesting. Like, I mean, in a few years they date on on television, and he gives her a good old RKO. Um, so it's kind of fitting. But Randy Orton would have been a baby in this segment, wouldn't he? He would have been a, a little like he would not be very old. Twenty? Twenty one? Yeah, I yeah, so okay. 
you can see, you can tell. Yeah, um, I can remember here. I'm just being like baby face, like not baby faces in. Well, he probably was a baby face, but just like that baby face Orton. Yeah. A little kid. <laughs> um, And then Vince checks on Stacy, feels her leg. Nice. Um, And then I've put second Vince come face of the night. Yeah, cool. Nice. Might It might not be the last one. I fucking hope so. <laughs> um, shockingly, we remain backstage because we've got. Uh, if you, I mean, if you've listened to the previous episodes of Dits versus Josh, you know that there is uh, some Mark Henry World's Strongest oh. Man stuff going around. So bets on what he can do as part of this little gimmick that he's running. Um, and this time, um, it's whether he can bend a steel pan. Oh, so like a make- like a cooking. Like a, like a frying pan kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, like a frying pan. Okay. Um, so bets are coming in place, and he proceeds to bend that pan. Um, Impressive. I put a little Matrix joke in there. There is no pan. Um, I've never watched The Matrix, but I'm sure that was true. Well, that's, that'll go straight over your head. There is no spoon. You know that one? Nope. <laughs> You're just like, what the fuck, dude? Just shut the fuck what up. The fuck? Um, Move on. So, um, come on. So t- <laughs> So then Tess challenges Mark to bend a steel rod. Um, Te- wait, Test is there. Okay, okay. Right. Yeah, Test is there. Uh, Test and Christian. And then a oh, the Land Storm. The Un-Americans Land Storm there. is there too. Um, and it's all double or nothing. He says, he's, he, go ahead, see if you can bend it. He bends the rod. And obviously Christian's annoyed that he's lost money. So he hits him with the bent pan. Oh, why not? <laughs> End of segment. I, I hate when I lose a bet. I hit people with frying pans as well. <laughs> they get absolutely um, wrecked. What is it? Bend the spoon? What was that fucking Matrix joke you just made that I didn't understand? I mean, I could go. Basically, he goes to this oracle and there's these weird bold kids sitting around and then they just sit there, hold up a spoon and they bend it with their mind. And they're like, but there is no spoon. He says some weird, like, Someone will get that reference. Crap. Somebody out there Someone will get, get it. Just go go put There Is No Spoon into YouTube, and I'm sure you'll see it. I'm going to call um, this episode There Is No Spoon. Do it. I'm going to. We, we need that. We I, I had some good titles. Yeah, you the were the title episodes. guy. I, I'm, I'm kind of a title guy, kind of. But What did really. you call last week's episode? I should know that, It was that, just really. a backlash review because that was just the – Oh, of course, yeah. Yeah, because just Generic. what it was. Um, but yeah, this one, everyone, I'm, I'm saying it now. This episode is called There Is No Spoon. <laughs> Because there isn't, I guess. There is no spoon. There's, there is a pan. And um, we finally, um, whoa, messing up my notes. Uh, we finally get some in-ring action right now. Finally, after three backstage segments, uh, Hardcore Holly versus Randy Orton. Uh, oh, has he put, still got his shirt off? I hope so. <laughs> he has his shirts off and he's wearing like long trucks. Well, not kind of long trucks, like short those trucks. Blue, those blue little gimmick ones, weren't they? Like blue and yellow? Yeah, like the, the yes. Yes, the, like the generic, I've just debuted the, wrestler the, look. He did like the hold the wrist taunt. I remember, yes. I remember early Randy Orton, and he did lots yeah. of like cross bodies and drop kicks. Yes, overdrives. Oh boy, that move is so bad. And, I hate the overdrive. And, uh, very generic entrance music as well. Of course, very generic. Um, so the only thing I really pointed out with this match is that. Holly was rough. Oh yeah, I've like, like I'm not like I I was watching it. I was just like, is he? Is I mean, is it? Is this just really convincing, or is he just being like 
I think they put him in there. I think they put new like, people in there with Holly all the time because it's like, if you can't keep up with this, get the fuck out. Basically. I think that, well, they did it with Maven um, when he first came in. So I was just like, geez, like, you know, the, oh, I don't know what Seamus calls it. Um, the 10 beats of Bal- Baylor yeah, or something yeah, yeah. like that on the outside. He did that to him, but it was, it was rough. Like you could hear, I mean, you could hear it when Seamus does it, but this was a whole fucking level of different. Um, and it, it kind of went like that for ages. Orton had a little bit of a comeback. Um, Holly got back on top, but then Orton inside cradle wins his debut match. Wonderful. Which I'm sure will spark some kind of feud between the two. Um, (laughs) Backstage again. Yeah. Um, (laughs) This is ridiculous. Um, You said that more than once. This episode of SmackDown. (laughs) (laughs) So we're backstage with Angle again. Um, And we can see his t-shirt, but it's under a little cover. So you can't see what it is, but his little... Thingies oh, there. I remember this segment. Uh huh. This yes. this is one of the shiny shiny. This whole angle thing throughout the yes. entire night, is one of the high spots of the episode. Um, so he speaks with um, a photographer, uh, saying that he wants this to be on the cover of WWF magazine, Sports Illustrated, for any every fucking major magazine. Yeah. Uh, to the point where even people in Zimbabwe are wearing oh. this T-shirt. Why Zimbabwe? I mean, I shout don't out know. to Zimbabwe, but <laughs> it's a very random. If, yeah, question. if you're any listeners from Zimbabwe, boom, there's your shout. We have one um, listener. Left. And are you wearing this T-shirt? Who oh, knows? Maybe they are. Um, I mean, if you're a big boy or big girl, whatever you want to be. <laughs> um, and whilst all this is going on, Edge sneaks in behind him and seemingly replaces the T-shirt with <gasps> something else. What a Ooh. bitch. Um, and then we have a second racist moment of the evening Uh, angle tells the photographer to make sure his little tiny japanese photographers do their job Mm -hmm. i have no comment yeah that's a thing that happened then (laughs) um but it was funny like it was it was a good little segment again you know it's angle and his edge put them together like you've had classic moments like this um we've got a few more coming up um, the the photograph thing where he's holding them up and it's like I yes I suck I fucking testicles and all this stuff yeah like they're great they're great together and then they have a great match together at Backlash as well just to top things off and make yeah. it all worth not mad. um so Angle comes out to the ring for the T-shirt reveal um and puts it basically puts down the crowd for about five minutes um including the name of the damn place which I still don't know the name of he just he says it sounds like a urine infection Pure but he's basically urine. saying He's saying that everyone in this crowd is fat. Says he sees so many morbidly obese people in the crowd. But he said, that doesn't matter because tonight is to their benefit because they get to wear his T-shirt. Obviously because it's extra, extra large. Oh, because they're all fat. I get it. Yeah, yeah. Ha, ha, Um, ha. We're fat because we watch wrestling. Go fuck yourself, Kurt Angle. (laughs) Um, And he, he, he brags about how he designed the t-shirt himself and all that stuff. Uh, and then he's about to reveal it. But then edge comes out and angles pissed. Like he's not happy that edge is out to ruin his moment. Um, says they're done after backlash. So why the hell are you out here ruining my moment? Um, edge says they had a hell of a match at backlash, which they definitely did. Um, and just says he wants to congratulate Kurt angle. What a nice on his guy. Yeah. Nice guy. Yeah. Um, and then Kurt's just like, Oh, I'm glad that you've finally seen sense. And they shake hands. Um, and then 
angle uh, gets gathers all the photographers around to take this picture of this reveal. Funnily enough, the photographers are Japanese. Um, I didn't get their height, so I can't confirm whether they were tiny and little, um, as Angle described them. Um, and then <laughs> they'll put so the Japanese racist continuity is there at least. Uh, and then he reveals the T-shirt. It is the "You Suck" ah, T-shirt, um, and he's bragging about it. He's he's raving about this T-shirt. hasn't turned around, hasn't seen it, um, and then he does turn around. Obviously, I rate about it. He's like, "Who the hell's done this?" Like, obviously, Edge did it earlier in the night, and then Edge gets Kurt Angle's uh, Kurt Angle's music to play, so the crowd can then chant, "You suck." And it was born. There, there wasn't go. it? Wasn't the "You suck"? Uh, well, it was. It was before Backlash. Oh, right. Uh, maybe two weeks before Backlash that he got that chant going, and then I think this kind of cemented it as a now, thing. I mean, he got a T-shirt out of it. I mean, even, even to, to this, this day. day. He embraces it today. I mean, yeah, he does that. When he was GM and he would come out and ask everyone, I'm like, this is weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, GM Kurt. I don't even want to talk hey, about Hey, GM it. Kurt on SmackDown... That is a different kettle of fish. But we'll get there one day. We're not going to spoil anything. In three years. Oh, <laughs> three years. I don't think, it's that. I don't think oh. it's that long. It's probably about a couple of months away. I don't know. <laughs> um, so that was that segment. And then we finally go back for more in-ring action. This time it's Mark Henry versus Christian. Of the un um, Mark Henry. Uh, I think Henry wishes he had merch at this point because he's still rocking a Backlash t-shirt. He's living in the past. Get over it. Um, Mark dominates this match, as you could expect. He does like a little military press from the outside and throws him in the ring. Strong man. Of course he can do stuff like that. Um, but Christian kind of gets his, um, gets some momentum back with a low blow. Referee doesn't see it. Um, then it all builds to Christian trying to hit an unprettier, which Mark Henry counters into a bear hug and then wins. Okay. So wins with a bear hug, but I thought it was a good showcase. The this whole like Mark Henry's world strongest man gimmick. I think a squash was pretty much yeah. where it had to go. Just build up this whole, you know, thing. And they did it well. So it was yeah. It was I mean the match itself was pretty piss poor, but um, you know it accomplished what it needed to accomplish. Yeah. And then we go backstage again. There's a lot of backstage on this show. Um, it's a Jericho interview, short and sweet. Um, calls uh, calls Hogan Hollywood Hulk has been love that um, he's pissed off that he never got his rematch from Wrestlemania 18 um, mocks Triple H that he only had that title for four weeks compared to the four months that he held it um, it was a great but unremarkable promo okay but Jericho's a great promo guy so yeah. anything he does it's good stuff it was, it, was, it was think of a Jericho promo this was in that realm okay and then we had a ran- then we had a match next, but it was like a random merging of two storylines that I didn't I just like why are these like why are these I, I can understand why they're tagging, but why these two storylines? It was weird. Rikishi and Edge teaming together against Angle and Albert. <laughs> All right. Because if you if anyone forgot, Rikishi and Albert are feuding. Yeah. Um yeah, Albert is still a hairy bastard. Um yeah. he's he's building towards that A train gimmick full steam ahead um 
That is the worst shit you've ever said. Please fucking end all of this. <laughs> it popped you, didn't it? It yeah, popped it you. It nearly made you me go. fart. There you go. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've put, yeah, I've put it, yeah, it's a random merging of these two storylines. Um, there's an early spear on Albert. Angle breaks it up. Um, and we've said this before, like on the old, I, mean, I keep referring back to the old episodes, but that's all we have at this, at this point. Um, Rikishi is really, really good. Yeah. Like you everything he was doing that? in this. No, I, 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 whenever I look back and thought, oh, Rikishi, I always thought, eh, he's, he's, he's average. Like I didn't really think anything of him, but every single match that I've seen him in since we started doing this show, like I've been very, very impressed with everything he does. Like everything's fluid, everything flows. Like it's, it's, a, it's really good. Size, he can, yeah. he can move. Which um, is a good thing. And I, I did. I put that comment off the back of a hot tag. You know, he, he was cleaning house. Um, had a whole melee of finishers. You know, angle hits the angle slam on uh, Rikishi, and then there's sp- more spears. Yeah. Edge and Angle then spill outside, uh, outside the ring. Albert hits a scissors kick on uh, Rikishi and then hits his finisher, and then that's it. One, two, three. And there's a brawl at the end. Um, Angle brings in a chair to attack Edge. Albert holds him as he goes for it. Edge kicks the chair into Angle's head. Then Edge gets really fucking pissed, grabs the chair, goes to hit one of them, and Angle and Albert hightail it. End of match. End of segment. So I guess it furthered both storylines. I know for a fact that we get an angle at Ed, angle and edge at Judgment Day. I just know that from memory. Um, Albert and Rikishi, on the other hand, I don't know where this goes. And to be quite honest, I'm not that interested. Hopefully straight down the toilet. Yeah. Um, but you'll appreciate this next segment. Will I? Oh, testify! Oh, hell yeah! Let's donate to his church. I'm ready. Oh, I know. I know you love a bit of fucking Devon. I love um, fucking what was he? What was he? Reverend Devon? There we go. Reverend Devon, um, Vince McMahon's spiritual advisor. Well, fucking duh. There you go. So he's got assistants, spiritual advisors. Uh, so it's not quite backstage. Um, Devon's in the crowd, collecting dollar dollar, um, and a guy tries to take the money. So Devon chases him through the crowd up towards near the stage. And kicks ten bells of shit out of him. Like it looks, it. Look, I mean, it's it's a crowd plan, but it looks brutal. Like he, he doesn't lay up. He hits Testify him with the collection. My brother. I mean, hello. Like this table that's set up against the the railings. Like it's. It, I mean, I thought hardcore Holly was rough on uh, <laughs> one earlier in the night, but this kind of just don't fuck with Dave on exceeded I guess. it. Yeah, do not take money. From Devon, especially with uh, the guy who is bringing in to help him out, oh, carry that box. Oh, I wonder dun, who it would dun, be. Dun. And I believe that's next week. Suspense for next week. Stay tuned. No um, yeah, that's, I mean, I've kind of shat on Devon's stuff so far on Dits versus Josh, but I enjoyed this segment. How dare you? It's, I know. It's just so I've, good. He's, he's not, though. He's, he's not. my name. I want to hear. That's how it went, I think. Okay, so, so that's weekly. You know, Billy and Chuck are now fucking Devon. Oh, um, yeah. I sing all the music. Uh, <laughs> so we have a uh, a very, very short segment, but it's a happy ending. Uh, the large man 
gets the last laugh. So Angle um, is walking down the corridor that you saw the large man uh, earlier really on in the night. I didn't know what you were talking about. I'm like, what fucking large man? <laughs> Uh, That's all right. Yeah. The guy turns around and he's wearing the "You Suck" T-shirt, and of course, uh, Angle is very suck, upset. Angle, you bitch. And then Angle storms off. Uh, and then we come to our main event. Oh, here we Finally, go! This horrendous episode of SmackDown is coming to an end. Apart from the Angle stuff, it is Triple H versus Chris Jericho, number one contender. Their, their oh. WrestleMania 18 bout is revisited when they had a match over custody of a dog, and no. Not Stephanie, the actual dog Lucy. Do you remember Lucy the dog? Because I fucking I do. Oh, I don't. Uh, let's uh, rewind for one fucking second here. They had this thing where, of course, Stephanie and Triple H were getting a divorce and Chris Jericho was just kind of there. And they were d- complaining over custody of their dog, Lucy. And Lucy was in this episode. It was a little bulldog. And it was like, woof, woof, motherfucker. Like, I want to go with Triple H because it liked Triple H more. And then Chris Jericho, well, his limo driver, accidentally run over Lucy. Oh, my. Do you not remember any of that? No. Oh, my God. You need to go back and watch. And he goes, that and Triple H does this thing backstage. And he goes, Lucy, Lucy. <laughs> and he runs because the dog's like dead. Because And Jericho's like, I didn't kill the dog. But then he's like, you killed my dog. And then he said, he's gonna, and then he said I'm going to get him and that bitch Stephanie at WrestleMania. And, I mean, he does. That sounds hilarious. Oh, my God. I can't In a really everybody, bad way. Everybody... If you're watching this on YouTube, leave in the comments if you remember Lucy. Tweet at us on Twitter because Lucy was a real thing. <laughs> Lucy, Lucy, when she died. <laughs> I don't know if she did. She, I think she got run over and she was killed, or she was run over and just. No, I think she was dead. I think they killed the dog. It's like WWE's equivalent of Wilson. Wilson, Lucy, Lucy. <laughs> Because he had that promo. I could, I could picture it. And he had that, they were backstage, and then he had that promo when he got really angry, and he's like, you killed my dog, and then be like, he was like, at WrestleMania, it'll be time to play the game. And that's what he did, <laughs> and then he pedigreed both of them. Not at that's once. That's the kind of, like, car crash stuff that I remember. I can't believe I, I don't remember, remember that. that. I just remember every time someone brings up WrestleMania 18, that one time <laughs> that Chris Jericho main-evented WrestleMania, it was pretty much over Stephanie and a dog. Jericho was the side piece. That feud was Triple H versus Stephanie, and I probably would have been low-key more interested if they had a match than if Jericho <laughs> and Triple H. And I love Jericho to bits, but he was just the side piece. Yeah. But yeah, Lucy but, the dog. Okay, I'm looking that up it was as soon as we're done here. or it was a pug? I'm pretty sure it was a pit bull. It was a dog. I know that. I'm not making it up. I'm not taking this out of my ass. It was a real thing, and it got run over by the limo driver. Uh, well, in, in this whole storyline that we got going on now, there is an old hound that does need putting down. Um, so I wouldn't mind if he was run over by hey, a limo. that dog wasn't racist. Well, as, far, as much as we know. We don't know what <laughs> skeletons were in Lucy's closet, but we know what skeletons <laughs> are in Hogan's, and he's not fond of different people. So I'm no. not fond of him. Um, Where are we? Ah, yes, 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 yes. yes. Uh, by the way... The more I see it, the more I remember how feckin' awesome Triple H's entrance is. Yeah. It's great. Whoever come up with that water thing, bravo to you. 
Maybe, maybe it was Triple H himself. It was probably Lucy. Maybe it was Lucy. Yeah. Lucy. The last thing she ever did. Lucy. I need to watch that. Yeah, you really do. <laughs> um, so the early uh, stages of the match, it's Triple H just pummeling Y2J. Um, there doesn't seem to be you know, any offense from Jericho at all. And then we cut backstage during a match. <laughs> Why? And um, they can't resist creepy Vince. Um, oh, and he's shown, he's shown watching uh, the match with his arm around Stacey backstage um <laughs> and funnily enough there is a oh no is that now or is it later let's have a look Da-da-da-da. no that is now right during this point he does as he's watching uh y2j on a comeback funnily enough come back he's also got his third come face of the evening he's loving what he sees it's oh, it's gross this whole the whole creepy vent thing is just gross and it's it's going to be weekly for a very long then. time. Like he was all old then. It's not like he's just an old man now. He was old then. Mm-hmm. It's not right, but it's what we have. <laughs> every every week, creepy Vince. He's back. Um, Triple H's lose. backlash wound is reopened, so he's pissing blood. <sighs> um, and then yeah, Jericho is back in control again. But we snap backstage once oh again. Oh my god. <laughs> To Vince's office, and somebody barges in. Who could it be? The Undertaker. Randy Orton. Oh, it's the Undertaker. Oh, shit. Yeah, oh, yeah. Shit. Takers, takers invade in SmackDown. Goes straight into Vince's office, and then it cuts. Cuts to commercial. So where's Taker? What are they talking about? What's going on? Oh, he's from um, Raw. What's he doing here? I know. And then we get back to the match. Um, Triple H gets the... Um, he's in like Walls of Jericho, and I, we've talked about this before. But the whole free arm drop thing when they like kind of pass oh, out yes. and the referee holds their armor. Like Whatever happened to that? Out. What the fuck? Who passes out in the walls of Jericho? Honestly. Triple H. It was a long walls of Jericho. Okay, fair. But still. Um, so he gets the free arm drop treatment. No submission. Of course, he... Oh, that I'm third so arm's strong. about to go up and he's like, yeah, suddenly I'm fine. And then he's, he tops up. Um, Chris gets pissed off. He wasn't able to put him away. So he gets out of the ring, gets some chairs. Triple H counters with a DDT. Two count, throws the chairs out of the ring. Um, and then here's the Undertaker. Woo! Uh, it comes down, On interferes as Triple H is... No, oh. just appears. Wow, what just a appears. Um, he, he So he got to Raw somehow, but didn't bring his bike. How did you get here? <laughs> oh, he could have just been like dong, and then he's like at the arena. Okay, yeah, he's yeah. got super. Oh, he didn't have supernatural powers at this stage, though, did he? Maybe it was just like buried deep down beneath, or maybe he just used it when it was convenient. Maybe he rode Lucy to the. Like, yeah. Uh, where was I? Where was I? Yeah, 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 yeah. So Taker interferes during a pedigree attempt, um, and Chris takes advantage, rolls up Triple H for the win. He's your number one contender. Hollywood Hulk has been versus Chris Jericho for the undisputed champions next week on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Taker then attacks Triple H. Following the match, Chris joins in. Um, Triple H, uh, Triple H, the Undertaker hits a really good choke slam on Triple H. It's like a holding choke slam of old, the ones that Big yes. Show used to do, and all that. Yes. It was a beauty. It was a finger beauty. Triple Loved H it. always used to take those really well from memory. Yeah, uh, this was no different. Um, and then he's about to drop a chair on Triple H's neck. You know, like where they like set it up, oh, yeah. like standing up, and then yeah. they slam them in. Um, 
Hogan makes the save. Oh, yeah. But it's one of the. It, it's a weird moment because you can hear the crowd go, Way! but you don't see. You know, you know it's going to be Hogan coming up. But you don't see him for ages. So obviously it's him on his creaking legs running down <laughs> to the fucking ring. I was just like. Why are they cheering? Is there a fucking beach ball in the crowd? And then all of a sudden, fucking Hulk fucking slides in the ring, um, makes the save, chases down Taker, and SmackDown goes off the air with Triple H lying down in the ring. Chris Jericho on top of the ramp doing the whole, like, belt hand motion. Um, And then, boom, fade to black. End of SmackDown. Just like your Raw, it was a bit of a drag. A lot of backstage stuff, actually. I didn't realize until I started, actually. I thought Raw had a lot, but yours was like two matches. I mean, highlights, we had creepy Vince. It's always good. And we had um, the angle t-shirt reveal throughout the night. And that's it. Yeah, I mean, it probably had the same amount of good as Raw did. But equally the same amount of crap. Although mine didn't have any racism, I will admit. Oh, God, it was... (laughs) <laughs> it was really bad. I actually cringed when it was. I was like, "Ooh, dear!" You won't get away with that now. Wrestling's Would weird. Would not get away with Wrestling's that now. Wrestling's really weird. Um, well, shout out to Lucy for being quite the the Dead. dog. Um, <coughs> allegedly, well, from what I can remember, um, well, the dog's probably not alive anymore. Let's be honest. Yeah, it's it's been a minute. Um, so rest in peace, obviously. Um, but other than that. I'm ready to get to next week so they can be better episodes than this week. <laughs> uh, I can't wait to well, see I'm Molly not... use her new finish of a clothesline again, though. I mean, I'm excited for that, admittedly. <laughs> uh, but I've got a Hogan match next week. So. I don't. Although I'll probably get Hogan. But he, he, yeah, you're going to get a Hogan segment of some description. Surely which... I probably fucking will. Um, and it'll be, it'll, be, it'll be something to do with The Undertaker. So you've got that to look forward to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just waiting for that moment, and I, I don't think this moment happens for a very fucking long time. Um, maybe about four months down the line, where SmackDown is like awesome. Like when, Raw, when we hit that. I point. just want to get to the fucking time where Raw has Eric Bischoff, and I'll be constantly yes, raring to go. Um, so, so we're both waiting on the good stuff. I've got some good stuff, and I can't wait to get rid of fucking Bradshaw. Good riddance. I absorb him, but in a good way. Yeah, you get him. Well, not for JBL at the start wasn't great. It took him a minute from memory. Well, didn't he? he, he we'll shaved, there, didn't he but... shave his head and then yeah, kind of reform was... APA stuff like that? Yeah. yeah. So you're gonna have to deal with that. So you get Bradshaw mm. soon. Get wrecked. But it won't be in high-profile matches, I'm sure. So well, I think maybe this is. No, I'm not going to say maybe this is the end of Bradshaw with the NWO because let's be fucking honest, I'm pretty sure it isn't. He's going to want to seek revenge. I hope not. I hope they cut it out of the network. They just dub it. They dub it (laughs) with like a fucking picture of, I don't know, my ass because it would be better than fucking Bradshaw. Oh, I hate Bradshaw. He's the worst. Whatever. (laughs) Pisses me off. (laughs) Oh, man. Your hatred of Bradshaw, oh, honestly. So it worse. Makes me happy. <laughs> I didn't think I disliked him this much, but I fucking hate him. He's so irritating. He's always there. Go away. Get out of this segment. You have no reason to be here. 
Oh man, what a shit week for us. <laughs> Shitty shows. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't. I mean, it's like we said, like post, um, like post pay per view, like Raws and Smackdowns are usually pretty good, but on this fucking I'm, instance. But I'm I'm happy at the moment because I'm in that territory of like debuts of top stars coming through. So I had Randy Orton this week, got our debut next week, mm. and then I've got a, another debut in the next. Two months, I believe. I don't know if I necessarily have debuts, but I do have some cool moments that I know are coming up that are like stand the test of time, if you will. Um, so I'm excited mm. for all of that. And yeah, I'm we just... We just got to get to it. <laughs> we just got to get Wait for it. all the bullshit. And it'll be better because we'll <laughs> wait and we'll see all this other dumb shit. <laughs> There's so much weirdness going on at this time. I'm not mad. It's just, it's there's a lot happening. <laughs> it's it's fun revisiting it. Yeah, it is fun. It is fun. So I guess as we're winding things down, um, I'm I did the intro. You can take us home, Dits. Um. So as per Dits versus Josh tradition, we are of course competing against each other for uh, points that mean absolutely nothing, um, apart from brags. I'm freeing up, freeing up, by the way. Um. <laughs> Uh, Paul will go up on the Dits versus Josh uh, Twitter page, not our own Twitter pages, which we will plug in just a second. Um, of course, we will we all obviously retweet the poll. Um, but if you're looking for the, the actual poll itself, it will be on the Dits versus Josh Twitter page. Uh, just head on there and just tell us who sold the better show. Like, if it, it, it could, you could look at it in any way. Who sold the better show or what show you just thought was just generally better in, in you know, in general. Or who's sexier, which I win. So. Or sexy. Sexiness, um, best ass. You've got the accent. Best ass, um, nicest I mean, eyes, you only, you only win. You only win best ass if you put your ass as the thumbnail for this episode. Done. That's the only way you win that. Done. Full ass. No, no, like, no like balls. You don't want any like ball sack or anything like no. that. Tuck him up there and show the full ass. <laughs> This is where this is where I log on tomorrow, and it's just a picture of your ass. Hell yeah! <laughs> Here's my Don't ass. Don't let me down. Vote for me. Don't let me down. Um, uh, I'm just gonna put it out there. I won't put a picture of my ass on the internet because, <laughs> I mean, I don't want to, don't want to like offend everybody else. That's like I don't have an ass that nice. So they just put your face up. Same thing. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it took me a minute to register what you meant. I'm like, did he call me attractive or did he call me face of an ass? And my ass is ugly. Insecurities coming out. Whatever. Such a child. <laughs> um, also, I will plug my own shit because this is my fucking network. Yeah, this is my fucking <laughs> network. Vote for me, you bitches. Um, I do have Give something coming up this, this weekend um, because the world's a little bit crazy at the moment. And a lot of wrestling isn't happening. A lot of wrestling is getting put in the can. Um, and I know how much people just like to kind of hang out together and just chat. So this weekend over on my YouTube, the times are all on my Twitter page. It's like 8 p.m. Eastern on Saturday night. It's midnight for Dits um, over in the UK. And it is 10.30 a.m. on Sunday for me um, this weekend. I'm going to be doing What If There Was an Evolution 2 and simulating 9 or 10 matches on WWE 2K20 
calm down. It works for this. So just <laughs> please refrain from your comments of this game is broken. I fucking know. Don't worry. This works for this. And just hang out and watch some wrestling-ish stuff. Um, where it's in a video game. So there's no social distancing rules. All come to the chat. Bring a snack. Hang out for a couple of hours and just chat wrestling. And just have something to um, distract yourself. If any of you guys back months ago watched my Brain Buster TV simulations that I did like SummerSlam and um, Extreme Rules Stomping Grounds last year. Think of that and times it by about 10 because this is going to be really fun. I've got a lot of things that I've worked on to make it as distracting as possible. So please come into the chat. I don't do these things unless I get a few people in because it's a lot of work. Um, so please, youtube.com and find Josh Robinson Double Zero. You know where to find all my shit by this point. So make sure you do that and matches will get revealed all throughout the week. So you'll see what matches are going to happen and kind of where we could go if we had evolution too, because Dits, you'll agree, we should have fucking had one by now. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I, I could do a whole fucking podcast episode on the fact that we need a evolution too. I could book the bloody card. Yeah, I could literally have anything <coughs> on that card and I'd be pretty fucking happy. Yeah. Anyway, but that's going to be happening this weekend, so everyone come and join. Um, other than that, just keep listening to the network. And Dits, it's W today. It's Monday. So we're gonna be you're gonna get two episodes of Dits at once. Yeah, like I I couldn't record. I, I mean the house is hit with uh with the I mean it's not confirmed corona, but everyone has the symptoms, and I'm the only one who doesn't. So I'm playing Florence Nightingale to the household. Um, so I was unable to record um yesterday. Yeah, this drops on a Monday yesterday. Um, so you're getting double Dits. So the Dow Pod episode will release today. A mailbag of all your questions. Um, and uh, this versus Josh, of course. Um, but you can keep an eye out for all of that stuff on Twitter, at Dits on Wrestling. Um, it will take you to my page, which isn't focused on the wrestling side of things. It's also got my YouTube and my gaming side of things on there as well now. Um, but that handle will always remain the same because that's what really you know people know me for. So Dits on, at Dits on Wrestling on the Twitter. And if you want to find me on YouTube, it's Dits on YouTube. Yes, go and do that, Booyah. all of that stuff. You can find me at Josh Robinson Double Zero, of course. I tweet about everything, <coughs> wrestling, games, coronavirus, I guess, because that's what everyone talks about. And Giddy, lots of Giddy. So much of my cat, because she's <laughs> great. So um, I guess until next week, anything else you want to add? Uh, can you sing Billy and Chuck's theme once more? I can. Just to sign, just to sign us no, off. You're going to have to wait until next week, guys. You want more of my luscious sound? You're going to have to tune in next week. You are taking the piss. I'm I'm trying to hype up the show. Give the people, the, give the people what they want. They want what 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 they want and what they need is two different things. They want to <laughs> hear it now, but they need to hear it next week. You want to hear it next week? You listen next week. You don't? We'll get absolutely wrecked. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> um uh, yeah, I <laughs> I guess the closing comments here are uh, really vote blue. Vote red. Ya bitches. And that's all I say. Until next week, goodbye, everyone. <laughs>